Okay. We did it. We did we it. Did That's it. the important part. Look at how quickly I was like in a robe and my hair was piled on top of my hair. I'm like, get glamorous in five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Never a doubt on my side. Never let a doubt. Me, let me see if I can. Hopefully I have a little sip of Topo Chico. There you go. Well, for everybody, for everybody listening and watching, um, this is pretty cool for me. This actress, philanthropist, I mean, she's a TV host. You probably best know her as Heidi from Tool Time and the, the superstar in that show. Um, we all, it's funny, but we're going to welcome you, Debbie Dunning, but we're going to actually talk about We'll talk about home improvement and tool time because the funny part about that show. There was many funny parts. There was many funny parts of that show. But the funny part about for me is that everybody walks around saying tool time. Yeah. When it was actually home improvement, right? Yeah. It's funny because it was a show within a show. But when people refer to it, they always say, were you on that show tool time? And yes, I was but it was a show within the show. So, um, and even when they talk about the entire show, I mean, it was, it's tool time. Oh yeah. We, yeah. we, we crushed it. <laughs> yeah. And the, you, you know, you did actually. And by surrounding all that talent and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to tool time because I, this whole show is about, and by the way, we'll get back to home improvement. <laughs> I just did a bunch of I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the midst of it. I'm literally at my home right now where I can't even live. And I ran upstairs to be like in the pretty part, my bedroom, because downstairs it's a construction site. I've learned so much this past nine months. I'll be darned. Yeah. yeah. So are you remodeling a condo or all those skills that you learned over the years? So my home was flooded when I came home on Halloween. The water had been running for a couple of days. I was in Parsippany and I guess I should have said treat instead of trick, but I came home and it was underwater, the whole downstairs. Um, so my son grabbed me cause I started to panic. I shut the water off and basically was, you know, slushing from room to room thinking, how am I going to get this water out of my house? It was, it was one of those defining moments where I'm like, I've done a pretty good job with him. He grabbed my shoulders and said, Hey mom, it's going to be okay. It's going to get better in the middle of like water just everywhere. We opened the door, we started brooming water out of every every hole we could. It went into the garage, all the hole downstairs. Um, the cats looked like worms, like they were so drenched on top of the couches where there wasn't water. It was, uh, it was one of those moments, but you know, it brought us closer and he was right. He calmed me down for a second. I basically felt like that mom in Titanic, I'm like, you go to bed. I got this. So he went upstairs and went to bed. And then I hired, I mean, I called the people. They came within an hour. There was the loudest dryers and everything. You have no idea. And so then we moved out the next day. But for that, that moment that I had with him is so defining because now as things are being put back together and it's all my creation and all of my, um, 
favorite things that I've never, ever been able to remodel a home like this. It's, it's all coming to fruition. So, um, and because I have a little bit of experience in the home improvement world, I was able to take my time and do it right. It was, it's, it's been an incredible experience. It's long, but, um, you know, I'm a survivor and I'm getting everything. Side of you, I would imagine, I can't imagine you passed up that opportunity to actually have a camera crew around and document all that. Well, it's just been me because I've been on the road and I've been working, trying to produce this other show. Um, but yeah, I do have quite a bit of a little stuff on camera. I think I'm going to put it all together at the end. Uh, I did nice, little, nice little montage. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Yeah. I did wallpaper for the first time. Uh, I put a, a crocodile skin wallpaper on the kick where you kick, where you sit at a bar and you kick your feet where the kids all have their, you know, scuffed prints. I'm like, that's not what I want. So I found this uh, company. I found this really beautiful black crocodile. And so you'll see, you'll see when it's over. I mean, I, I literally could walk you through it right now. It's kind of a mess, but. That's cool though. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to know that all those skills that you learned and you probably did learn a lot during yeah. the show. Um, I, I think I knew him cause my dad didn't do much of it. So we were always kind of just like, Oh, I'll get this. My dad tried, but it always ended up in, you know, picking up some workers at home Depot to finish it off. <laughs> well, what I want to do is kind of jump into, cause this whole show is about the big ideas and those big moments where we've all had, that have contributed to success. And, and obviously most people have a lot of those moments. You've had a few big ones, but I want to kind of dig into like the truth around, like, you know, you, you grew up basically in Burbank and went to high school there. Um, and your parents, is that true? Your parents actually graduated from the same school that you graduated from? Yes. That's My pretty parents cool. My parents went to school at John Burroughs High School. I ended up going exactly 20 years later. I did have one of the same teachers. Um, I think one of the first days I was in class, they're like, are you a Dunning? I said, yeah. And they're like, you look just like your mother, which was 20 years prior. But that's pretty, that's pretty good to see the family resemblance in, in such a quick period of time. It, yeah, it, I, it is. It's kind of It's kind of fascinating when you really think about that ever happening versus you know how it happened for you and you kind of had well i don't want to say storybook but you know the homecoming queen you know the miss burbank you know you had a lot of wonderful accolades going up so being in burbank did you ever feel like you're pretty close to hollywood is that was that something that you went after in your mind because along with titles and beauty comes some certain paths that you may choose or not choose to go down. Um, I always wanted to be an actress. Um, I think I became an actress because like one thing led to another. I, I've been working since I was 12 years old, basically doing paper outs. My dad got sick when I was eight. And so I went to work. And when I was 14, I worked across the street from NBC Studios at Juicy Harvey's. And then after that, I got a job um, in high school, ninth grade, as a box girl at Alpha Beta. And I got quickly promoted to- Alpha Beta? I remember yeah. those grocery stores. Do you remember Alpha Beta? 
I do, I, right next to Mervyn's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mervyn's. Now it's Marshall's. Um, but then I got promoted to bakery manager, which worked out for me because I'd get up at 4.30 in the morning and go do my stales and order my bread and then get to school by 10. So working for me was always um, kind of something I had to do. I didn't really have a choice. The beauty pageants and the bikini contests and stuff like that, that all came from that all came from quick, easy money. Uh, if I got into a bikini contest on the weekend and I made $500, then I didn't have to work as hard because in high school I paid rent. And I also, I mean, they needed me. They needed my brother and I to help out. It was just how it was. They got married at 18, had their first baby at 18, second baby at 20, 21. So it was children raising children. So we, we became part of, part of the work thing. And then when my dad got sick, he's, he's bipolar and manic depressive. So when he was, uh, when he was first diagnosed and, and became somebody different, you know, he was gone. So we had to work. Um, but I think the bikini contests, making a little bit of money there, and then stepping into, um, do you have a commercial agent? You should really be a model. Um, I think I went to 10. I just decided one day to get ballsy and go to 10 different uh, agencies. And, you know, I didn't get very good reception. The one person, Judith Fontaine, who gave me really good reception, and she's still an agent today, um, she pulled me in. She's like, no more stripes in your hair, one color, um, way less makeup, which, you know, I'd always didn't wear. I didn't never really wore a lot of makeup. I just did because I was nervous that day. And uh, she took me on and it just started to unfold from there. I, I started to do sports and athletic uh, ads and um, slowly got into commercials I was with Abrams Artist. I was with um, Commercials Unlimited. I, I just basically started, just jumped right in. And they started to know me in the casting field as, you know, she's awesome. She's got great energy. So, I mean, it wasn't until I was 21 that I started all of this. I started late. I was always working, but I started um, modeling. Let's, let's like bounce back to the 20. Let's bounce, let's bounce back to the you know, the, just for a brief minute, the, you know, the, the bikini contests and the one particular one that you won in Hermosa beach and you won the $500 in reflection. I think it's important because I've been able to get to know you from the standpoint of a outstanding human being. Um, as a friend, as a fellow golfer. <laughs> yeah. But also the reality of it was kind of when I read that, I thought, that's Debbie. You you won five hundred dollars and donated it to the family, you know, vacation fund. And then the next weekend you went out and you did it again with the same results. Yeah, I was um, really fortunate, very lucky. My my family was robbed, and so um, it you know they hadn't vacationed. And this is when you would buy a ticket, and the ticket would be sitting in your hands. It wasn't like it is now. It would be physically sitting in your hands with a passport and and your itinerary and you know, all that. And you could just go and get on the plane. Um, we had, they had a really nice camera. It was sitting right on top of the tickets. We got robbed. So my girlfriend goes, I bet you, if you won that bikini contest, you could pay for it. And I was like, I love no it. Way. There's no way. And so I did, I took a bus, I took a bus with, with, with the most conservative suit there that day. It was, I was like, Oh man, like, I was in shock. There was neoprene colors. These girls had those bathing suits so hiked up. 
I mean, I got better at it, but the first time I think they were like, oh, this is refreshing. <laughs> so I won and uh, I just kept going. I ended up doing one in Maui. I, I mean, I, I was that during the area. Was that the era, Debbie, of um, the volleyball? No, the, the what was it? Uh, Tropicana, the Ron. That's Rice different. Era. That's Pardon different. Me? Ron Rice. Ron That's Rice. Different. Yeah. That's different, but it's connected because being at one of these Pro Beach AVP volleyball tournaments, one of the judges was from, you know, getting girls to do the uh, Ron Rice. Hawaiian Tropic. And if you did the Hawaiian Tropic, then you could get a contract to do some modeling. So it's always, it was all like, this was all before I was 21. This was all, you know, in my late teens where I was, you know, 18, 19. I mean, literally some of them, I was taking a bus to these contests because I was only 16 and I was, I didn't have a car yet. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of cool. money, I, man, racking up 500 bucks a week and, you know, <laughs> going down that, that route. But as you transitioned into, I mean, actually your first commercial kind of came pretty quickly after that. What, what was it? Because you had modeling jobs and, and I remember the shape, muscle fitness, triathlete stuff, and, and all those Joe Weider stuff that you did um, way before I met you, but I remember those and tie that first commercial into this little growth part, because that well, had to be a big moment for you. I don't know which first commercial it was. I don't know what my first commercial was. I don't really know. I know I did Carefree Sugarless Gum. I did, I mean, I did one Taco Bell commercial that went, now you'd say viral, but it was one of those things where the sales went up. Like, as soon as my commercial ran, the sales went up and they were like, we got to get her back. And then they even gave me a name. I became Louise. And I was all of a sudden, um, you know, two years, three years later, I did 21 commercials. Yeah, that was a that was a good three-year run. And I and it was great run. run for the border. Run um, for the border, Louise. Yep. That was and it was uh, cool because it had a lot of music in it. You know, it had um it, it had a lot of almost like mini concert performances in the yes. piece. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you since we're talking about that was one of them, you guys are on a car that's basically looks like a huge piano. Oh, that's T. Graham Brown. Yeah, yes, that's the one. We're going in and he's playing the piano and we're, we're just out there singing. And I mean, how about my job? I've had so many fun things I've been able to do in my life. I've been so blessed. Yeah. I, um, I saw a picture of him recently and I'm like, I think that's T. Graham Brown. I think that's who I did that Taco Bell commercial with. I mean, you can see them online. They're kind of, you know, scratchy. I actually, I actually went back and watched them and oh, you did? <laughs> I did actually just in referencing this because I, I look at those and I just, you know, you look at the transitions and you look at things that have people done to get these, because that had to be a big moment when you got that piece, because that, appears like it made everybody know who Debbie Dunning was, not that you weren't out there with agents and stuff, but this industry is kind of crazy because you get a national spot like that that runs for three years. It has a tendency to be a little bit of a magnet. Um, so, you know, how did you feel about doing that? Because one of the ones that stood out for me um, 
and it was really funny because I couldn't find the commercial, but I had remembered it when you did the when you did the Ford commercial with the music from Pretty Women. Mm -hmm. um, and I it was like my first thing in my mind was I got to ask Debbie how she felt, because there's a bit here that kind of elevated you. We're going to get into home improvement, but, you know, you went from being this actress and everything that you aspired to do to the commercial person. And, and all of a sudden, like, first question, how did you feel about being a female? I mean, that was, you know. Well, I'll just tell you, I always feel good about being a female. <laughs> a lot There's of never want... been a day in my life I wanted to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. About, no how about How about being a female on an iconic brand like that in Ford? Um, I've been, like I said, I've been really blessed and I've been put in some very, um, incredible positions. I've, I've flown around the world. I've, I've advertised for some incredible companies. Um, the pretty woman thing. I mean, that is just anybody to, to ever say that. I mean, even every day of my life, if I hear that, I am, I'm like, Oh, I hope this never ends. Like, cause you get, you just, like, if you don't get that, you're like, oh, I'm having a kind of a lousy day. And all of a sudden someone says something kind to you and you're like, you really, really made my day. I was at a Comic-Con the last couple of days and I was like, how come I haven't been doing this all along? These people come up and they're so complimentary and sweet. And you're like, well, that makes me feel good. I think I'm going to go back out there and be my, you know, biggest supporter and my fan again, you know, because really on any of these things, when you go to work like a company like Ford or Taco Bell or really any company who's going to hire you and trust you to stand behind their name, you just want to do the best you can and give them the most incredible product that you can. I've always believed that. I also always like to get to the audition first so I can set the bar. And I think that's been kind of one of my secrets. I'm like, well, they might not like me, but they're going to have to compare every single person to me because I'm oh, starting yeah that's cool did you have any have you had control over that in the audition no, i just get there early sometimes i wasn't early but um i always tried to be how many of you have actually been thinking about a backyard makeover do you wish you had room for a pool well you're gonna love this idea and your family and friends they're gonna love it too get a michael phelps swim spa by master spas a michael phelps swim spa combines the benefits of a pool with the therapy of a hot tub. It comes in a variety of sizes to complement almost any yard, even if it's a small backyard. Michael Phelps Swim Spas by Master Spas have a water current so you can swim, do aquatic exercises, and have fun with the kids. This will reinvent family time. The water buoyancy will relieve pressure on aching joints, and you can enjoy pure relaxation in the massage therapy seats of the swim spa. And since it's heated, you can use it year-round in any climate. Michael Phelps Swim Spas are 100% made in the USA by Master Spas, the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. You're going to love your Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Go to masterspas.com, put in the promo code BIGIDEA to save $1,000 on a Michael Phelps Swim Spa or $500 on a Master Spas hot tub. That's masterspas.com, promo code Big idea. So coming out of, can I, I agree with you because that's how I felt. It was a very iconic position. 
And a lot of that connection with between the success of that movie and the soundtrack, a lot goes into choosing that. But having that Ford brand, that music attached, that that just to me felt like a big moment for you. Um, and then let's talk about Comic-Con because a lot of folks, I would love to know actually how that really happens with Comic-Con and what what's a day like when you're there? Well, coming out of COVID, it's, it's very exciting for people. So I'd only done, I'd only been asked to do one Comic-Con. I understand people have been doing this for 20 years. I didn't even know about it. And if you don't know what a Comic-Con is, it's a place where you will go and you will see people from Star Wars or voice actors. Uh, the lady from Pokemon, Veronica, was right next to me. I'm like, I didn't even know that people stood in line for this. Mike Myers, the one who was the scary guy, the guy who played, the other guy who played Chucky. Um, we were all in a row and you can come up to our booth and you can get a signed autograph photograph or you can get a selfie or you can get a combo for quite a deal. <laughs> you can make yourself, you'll save a couple bucks. Um, but people get in line and they get to meet, they get to meet their childhood crush or their scariest villain or William Shatner, whose line is never out the door. I mean, it's always out the door. He's two, two guys next to me. I'm like, Wow, William Shatner's what ninety one? He wow. kind of reminds me. Kind of reminds me of Kevin Bacon. He's been in every single movie. I've even done a movie with him. I did a movie called Spiral Staircase with William Shatner. I remind him every time because he doesn't remember. He just remembers the tool belt. But I go <laughs> and you know, everybody the location. goes. Everybody goes and they just stand there. I go. Richard Karn goes, my co-star uh, who played Al, and we sit next to each other. And we do combo shots with the two of us. I wear my tool belt. People come up and they're like, you guys look the same. We're like, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I've had, as you know, I, 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 I'm a dare, I really love Richard. Um, yeah. And he was on the show earlier in the year. And it was interesting to me because we actually openly talked about, and this is a perfect segue into, into home improvement. Um, and, I'm going to save that thought because what I really want to know and share with everybody how it happened with you. And then we'll talk about some other stuff, but how did home improvement happen for you? Was it coming out of the Taco Bell national spot? Uh, was there a strategic move by you and your agent or did you just go, man, oh man, I got a great audition coming up. I'm just going to wait till you guess it. <laughs> no, what happened was never seen the show. Just like any other audition. I had an agent. I think I was working with Glenn Robbins at Abrams Artists. Yes, I finally had a really good agent. No, no, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have an agent. I just went in for an audition for um, through my commercial and the modeling um, agency. So they really weren't my agent. So they said, there's somebody they want to see you for, you know, we submitted you. It's one part as the sexy girl on this new show called Home Improvement. And I thought it was like a, you know, construction show or whatever. And they're like, come very sexy. I'm like, okay, well, let me see what I got. And I went in and I didn't I can do that. <laughs> I might be able to pull that off. So I went in and 
I read for it and I got the part as Kiki von Furstenwallen-Scheinlaw. Well, the reason I tell you that is because I'm asking for an autograph in this particular episode where Tim has promised his wife that he can actually go to dinner and not look at another woman. And so he makes her this promise and they go to dinner and I'm in the restaurant. Well, he's sitting there when she goes to the restroom and people are walking by and they're commenting about me at this other table. So I walk over as soon as I recognize him and I ask him for an autograph and he's doing really good. He's not looking down, looking up, he's looking down. And I ask him for an autograph and then I spell out my last name. That was just a week spent with them. It was fantastic. It was like being on the set of Married with Children where you just feel like you're, you're at home. And I had the greatest time. Well, Pamela Anderson was the tool time girl for the first year. And did I know what the tool time girl was? Nope. Did I know anything about the show? Nope. Because the only time I watched it was my episode. And I saw how I did. And I was like, okay, I can use that in my reel. And then I was done. And then at the end of the first year, they put out a casting call. And you know how you get the breakdowns? It says Debbie Dunning type. And then it says in the small, but not Debbie Dunning. And I'm like, oh, why not me? Like, why not me? And still don't have a theatrical agent at the time. So I said to my modeling agency, they're like, did you see this? It's so weird. I go, I did. I don't, I don't understand why they wouldn't want me. And um, they're like, yeah. So two weeks later, I forget about it. And they said, um, hey, you know what? They, they want to see you for that audition that they that you were the name of the breakdown, Debbie Dunning type. And I was like, oh, good. Because I know one thing, I can do her all day long. <laughs> I got a call and the notes were specifically come as you were. So for me, I was in a very skinny tight dress and high heels. So it was like a stripper walking into a room and I walk in to this call and all these girls are just darling next door, girls next door with like standing next to pretty women. Yeah, they were overalls. And I was all va va boom. I walk in and I go, oh my goodness. And then Janelle Dunn and like gives me like this. And I got a time. I come over, I I, I approach the bench. I said, what happened? She goes, they t I told you to come how you were. I said, this is exactly what my character was. It's actually the same dress. She's like, no. I wanted you to come like you were. They liked you who you were. I said, well, let me come back tomorrow. She's like, no, we're not going to have time for it. This thing is just, they were, they were frustrated. So I went in, you know, like a call girl and did my audition. And I said, I, you know, she went in afterwards. I left. I go, can I come back to callbacks tomorrow? She's like, no, it's not, it's not going to work. So I left. And then the next day I came back because I saw callbacks will be at two o'clock tomorrow. I was like, okay. So I came back at one o'clock and I went through the um, gates and they're like, oh, Miss Dunning, you're not on the list. I said, I am. I've got my confirmation. They're like, go ahead. So that never happens anymore, That's by the way. fascinating. Uh-huh. It never happens anymore. So I went in and sat down and there was already a couple girls there. And I don't even know how. I think they changed the call time. But there was already a couple girls there. And more girls kind of came in the room. And uh, she's like, they don't have time to see you. And I said, well, they'll, they'll see me when they walk out of the audition. I'm just going to wait. And so after everybody's audition, she went in. 
and talked to them. So there was one girl that was in there when I walked in the room. So she went in and talked to them. And I guess she told them she's back. <laughs> so I got moved up to the front of the line. They were excited about the fact that I pushed my way through. I think I'm pretty sure. So oh, there's no doubt. There's no, <laughs> so there's no doubt. She looks at me. She comes out, gives me this. And then she goes, Debbie, they'll see you next. So now they're either getting rid of me or they're going to see what I got. And I went in and I said, hey, I apologize for the misunderstanding. And I did something that I'd never even seen. I didn't look at how Pamela introduced the show. Thank God, because her show, her energy was completely different than mine. And if I would, I would have thought I had to copy her. You know what I mean? I was like, right. fortunately, I had no idea what this show was about. I just did it the way I thought somebody should be introduced. And I guess they liked it. So then. That's a cool story. Yeah. I came out. She looked at me. She went in. She came out. She goes, sit tight, Missy. She dismissed the room. I, so I, must I say, thought. That's, that's, that's absolutely fascinating for anybody listening to this show that is. Uh, wants to be in the business or, you know, for that matter, common denominator, anybody that doesn't give up because the Debbie Dunning that I know is just like, well, that's just going to happen. And we're going to let you know when it's going to happen. I, you may have to wait for me or I may have, because <laughs> I think it's, I think it's really cool. Funny part about that is, and you probably know this, but Richard Karn, who was your, you know, Basically, kind of. I always felt you guys were all sidekicks, but anyhow, he's oh, he he, replacement as well. Rick, but right, he uh, went to traffic school. He went to traffic school, and the casting director sat next to him in, yeah. the in, in traffic yeah. school. And he so, was just it, a fill in for the first one because the right. guy had him, and then he was a fill in for the second one. It wasn't until he said, "I don't think so, Tim." They they found him, and so that guy that would have been had been on this movie was done. Same thing with uh, Earl Heinemann, who looked over the fence. He was also um, cast because the person they wanted to give it to didn't want to do a part that didn't show his face. Now, how bummed is that guy? We There's a bunch of us that just were, you know, not really intended, but, you know, sometimes you never know. Oh, Liz, you know what? What, what an awesome story he gave me a book on art forgery. I found myself drawn to these old masters. How did these artists take paint from a palette, arrange it on a canvas? I began to unlock the secrets. I was a storehouse of knowledge of how to create an illusion, present it to a experienced expert manipulate his mind and convince him and bring him to the inevitable conclusion that the painting is genuine. We flooded the market with my paintings and I couldn't believe what I did. I couldn't believe it. Then the dominoes started falling and eventually the FBI were led to my door. They uncovered a mountain of evidence against me but they never actually got you. At this point, you've sold a lot. You've got like a million dollars in cash. You <laughs> sold one painting for 717000 
why did it go away? Why did you never get indicted? And how are we having this conversation? <laughs> I guess it's the greatest story of all. To hear how Ken Perenni made millions in art forgery, dodged the mafia and the FBI, subscribe to The Jordan Harbinger Show and check out episode 282 in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the time that we've got left, let's let's kind of, because I want to talk about what you got going on now, but but I also want, because you're a natural athlete, you love to play golf, and we actually met each other on the celebrity side of the golf things, which is really cool. Um yeah. And you support a lot of causes. You're a deep, deep entrepreneur. I know that about you. You have all the passion. You're not one of these people just shows up to play golf. Um, But your love of horseback riding and stuff. And I had a great experience with you. You invited me down with your horse down there in in the San Diego County area. And you were looking at me like, I'm crazy. I'm going to feed this horse. Uh, Cafe Mocha. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. But I did. And, she, and you're looking at me like, man, you know a little bit about horses. And of course, I grew up around them. But well, that was Xavier. That was a huge horse. That's um, that's a um, what's the name of it? A uh, um, God's a huge horse. Oh, of course it's it was a Parisian. Parisian. Yes. Thank you. That's a really big horse. That's a a gr- He was a great horse. He was a pussy cat. But yeah, that was a great horse. That wasn't mine. That was my friend's. And after I lost my horse, because my horses were across the studio. Yeah, I'll never forget the way you looked at me. You're like, that's a pretty big horse, Dave. I don't know if you really want to get that close. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, but your love of horseback riding, and which kind of well, just didn't kind of, it it gave vision and birth to Debbie Dunning's Dude Ranch Roundups. Um, yes. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because that's everything from, my gosh, to horseback riding to, you know, dude ranches and um Perfect part, perfect creation, and uh, what's going on with that, or what's what's in the future? I guess. Well, we've been waiting uh, and waiting from COVID standpoint. Uh, my my boss, my partner Patrick Gotch, was a little hesitant to have me go out during COVID, and it was kind of hard to get around anyway. Even though these ranches were thriving. Um, I took a year off and now I'm shooting my first one back at the end of June. I'm going to be in, oh, that's um, awesome. yeah, I'm going to be in New Mexico for it and it's going to be an all new season. And I, you know, you never know what, um, it has in store for me, but I do have a lot of friends that are musical, musically inclined. And so I like to invite them out along with showing, showcasing what every ranch does. I um I came up with the idea because I did golf with Patrick Gotch, who owns uh, RFD TV and the Cowboy Channel, and he just was like, "You, you're fantastic energy. You need to come up with something," and I did. And you know, he's also said I'm from Omaha, and we back what we say because you know a lot of people are like, "Oh, you should do this," and I wish I could get yeah. you in this, and I would love to do this with you, and then it just you're like, mm, "Okay, let's let's see it happen." Uh, so I've been doing it for four years. I've shot 49 ranches. I get up, I get on a plane, I land, I get in a car, I drive three to four, sometimes five, six hours to a destination. We do, um, everything authentic. Our first intro is the first time I meet these people. I tell their story the way they want it to be told. And it just kind of, everything falls into place. It's, um, 
it's been an incredible um, experience. I didn't know that there would be so many different activities, but you know, I've been told by my two producers, Matt Avant and John Wessenberg, that you better do it. This got your this show's got your name on it, and people want to see you do it. So I've done more things and um, jumped out off huge cliffs. Um, scary I mean, you've done cattle driving, shooting. You know, obviously riding horseback and you know the fishing, all the stuff. Tomahawking, bow and arrow. I mean, a fly fishing is something I'm totally obsessed with now. I loved fishing. Really? Before. Oh, well, when you're good at something, you love it. And I wasn't good. And all of a sudden now I feel like I'm good. It's good. I'm going to be a little rusty because I've been off for about a year, but um, I'm ready to get back out there. So will we be able to watch that in the fall then? Not in the fall, but hopefully. Well, I don't know. We'll see how quickly we can get this going. Um, we we basically have to shoot four branches, so we'll That's see. That's my mascot, by the way, today. Yeah. So you home? is that your whole setup at home right there? Got yeah. A backdrop. Yeah. Look at my backdrop. Yeah. yeah. We got we got neon lights. We got everything. But um, this is kind of one of those things you can come here, buddy. do all sorts of yeah. all sorts of things. I can make myself a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, I'm, I was a little nervous because I was hoping I had a fourth season. And a lot of people have given me super positive um, feedback from my shows. And there's a lot of the ranches I've shot that want me to come back, which is also cool because the fact that they want you back and we've got so much more to shoot and they've changed things up so much, they want everybody to see it. I feel like these are um, these are great shows to watch because if you ever wanted to go to a dude ranch, there's one in here or two or three that you're going to fall in love with. And hopefully you try another one because what happens is when people go to dude ranches, they go to that one again, again, again. So many people and they reserve that week for the very next year and they don't try other dude ranches. They just fall in love because the experience and the imprint it leaves in your heart, body, mind, and soul, you d you just love it so much you want to come back. So. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like you got a full slate coming up, which is exciting. And I that's do. going to take up a lot of your time, which is awesome. And I'll look forward to seeing the the finished condo. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm glad the camera's not turned around because it's a different place. It's a different place than how I'm normally living. So I'm like, what looks clean? This looks nice and clean. <laughs> It's here, okay. let me get let me get some fancy pillow in here so it looks like I'm bougie. <laughs> yeah, there you got you got bougie fur going on, and uh, but we're, you know we're just we're, we're hit from here up. Originally we set this up for an actually two shot, and then with COVID, you know, but it's um it's fun. I'm thank you for coming on and doing this. I think a lot of people are going to be excited to hear this. We'll we'll share it with you as we get it shared and finished up for you, so you can share it out and. And then yeah. we'll reshare it. We'll reshare it coming up this fall when you're when the show's out again. Or actually springtime, it sounds like, right? Yeah, I'm thinking so, unless we could get it, you know, turned around, but I gotta get these guys on the road. And in order to get them on the road, it takes us a good solid five, four to five days for each ranch. So think about that times 14 and the travel and then the editing. So it's gonna take us a bit. But what I wanted to say is if you wanna follow me on Instagram at, at Debbie Dunning, D-E-B-B-E, no I in team, 
No Eye in Fear, which I'm learning, Debbie Dunning. Um, and, and you've got suggestions about dude ranches that you think I should visit. I would love to know because I've been to quite a few and there's a lot of people I run into and they, they rattle the name off and I'm like, well, I got to write that down. You know, after you've had a few kids, it's hard to remember stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And definitely we'll do that and we'll share it out there. And, and uh, it's, it's a great show. If anybody hasn't seen it, it really, really is like, you're now the pretty woman of Aww. the pretty woman of dude ranches. My favorite photograph of you as a promo shot was you in the in the claw bathtub. Oh uh, wow, yeah, that was fun. That yeah, was it. That that was at Sea Lazy U in Colorado, and I saw that, and I'm like, I don't really have like who do I go in there with? So I went with a makeup <laughs> artist. I went with my makeup uh, artist like that. People don't mind if they see us do that. That is yeah. a fantastic ranch. Well, let's pick a time and uh, we'll play some okay. golf. I know you're busy and okay. crazy like we all are, but um, it's probably getting too hot out here in the desert. But I know that the uh, temperature is a little nicer down there in San Diego. Are you in Palm Springs or Phoenix? Where are you? I'm in uh, Bermuda Dunes. Oh, OK. Yeah. Bermuda Dunes okay. country. Nice. So, uh, but yeah. country club. had to throw that in there i'm in mission ray country club here <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 the oldest club it's the oldest club in the desert and it's so classic and you know it's love it i'm right here on one of the fairways and you know it's i think honestly deb it's more the lifestyle of just jumping in the golf cart and going yeah. to do what you, you know what you want to do you want to go play hit some balls do whatever um, but it's nice to walk out. I think the thing I appreciate the most about the desert here is like right now it'll be a hundred, but it's a dry heat. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, it, it's, it kills um, me. It kills me. I, every time I go there, I look at my legs and it looks like a desert. My skin looks like a desert. I'm like, how do these people do this day in and day out? I was just there for Grant Fears, uh, golf tournament. Right. Yeah. I'm, and Grant's a good friend. I actually couldn't play in that one because I've been busy doing what I had to do. So, um, but my golf stuff is going to, you know, going to get some work done on my knee coming up this fall. And I'm going to get back to playing more of these tournaments because it's actually put a, a damper on me. It's not comfortable, you know, with, uh, oh. yeah, it's just not, not too much fun, but. Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. You know how much I love the game. So uh, I, I pick and choose where I can go. Um, but I'll shoot you a text too. Cause I want to follow up on that one friend of yours on the one tournament for some stuff. And, uh, thanks for coming on and doing this. It was, uh, I hope you had half as much fun as I did. I lost your audio there. You got me. Have you got uh, your audio? Your audio went out, so I didn't hear that last. Hopefully, there was something nice there that you had to say that I didn't hear. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I said, remember in LA when I came out to see you, and then all of a sudden there was Mario. We ran into him, and were you yeah. filming your show? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I've seen you fun. several times since then, but it's kind of kind of a fun fun memory I have. Yeah, it's all good. You've 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 lev you've done amazing on the golf tour. You know? Hey. I've gotten better. Like I, I golfed the last couple of days and the, the guys I golfed with said, 
we didn't really think you were a golfer. Like, what did you think I'd come out here to fluff balls? I mean, what are you talking about? And I was, I was crushing it. I have to say, I was like, I was driving home and I was like, maybe if I had some lessons, I could go on tour. Like I was really having a good day, but you know how golf is. It's either really good or you're just not, not on that day. Well, but, nothing else. I guarantee you got their attention when you asked them, did you think I came out here to fluff ball? <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's, that's crazy. Actually, I remember when we met, we, we met out here in the desert at an event and we ended up playing together. Um, and oh my gosh, my favorite memory is when there was no restrooms around and you had to go find the famous location. <laughs> it is what it you is, right? Seen, you should have seen this last one. There was these reeds <laughs> and I was like walking in and they were only to my ankles, but the further I got into the reeds, they were all the way up to here. So all you saw was my heads and I pulled, I went down, I started to pee and I was like, you guys good? talking to my guys and they were trying to be respectful i go because i'm just looking around up here i'm not peeing i'm not peeing or anything <laughs> from like, here from here down everything's good because it was like these reeds and they were so perfectly i mean it was a little itchy on the legs but right you know, anyway I, yeah actually, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be uncomfortable and I it's realized, funny because the next i think two holes later i don't know if you remember this or not but we were on a really cool par three and i almost had a hole in one because it hit the flag stick and then ended up right there. And I thought, cause I've only oh, had yeah. one, oh, I've only yeah. had one hole in one and it's, yeah. uh, in fact, my trusty little dog here, Ace is named after the only Ace that I've ever had. So, Ooh, um, okay. but uh, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And um, it's great Always. to see you even though it's uh, via digital. Well, I think we're getting better at this thing. Like, I was given this little light and I was like, where is that in all my construction? And I found it. It was actually charging. Sorry that my computer is broken. Somebody must have dropped it. You know, these things. But hey, always, always good to talk to you. We always have a good time together. And I just look forward to the next time I get to golf with you. Thanks. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye. That was fun.